welcome to Definitely Not Funny. Actually, the least funny person I know. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Definitely Not Funny. I am your host, Jackie Norris, and today we are joined by the fantastic Natalie Warren. Natalie is a rocket scientist that works at Barbie, and her and I chat all things synesthesia, middle school mean girls, Barbie and rocket science, and then, of course, her favorite Pokemon. Natalie is and has always been excellent at pushing the boundaries of gender stereotypes, and she will definitely inspire you to be more confident and proud of the things that you are passionate about, whatever they may be. We just jump right into this episode. Like the second I stop talking, you will be plopped into the middle of our conversation. And about halfway through, you're going to hear a little cameo from Zeke. You'll hear some little Zeke noises. You know what? Everyone wants a little bit of attention. Everyone wants a little airtime. And I get it. He's a little pissed that I still haven't given him an episode yet. But it wouldn't be very interesting because it doesn't really speak English or any human language for that matter. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Natalie Warren. My podcast doesn't have a common theme and I think... The common theme now should be um i just bully people yeah they come on and i bully them <laughs> no i genuinely do think that we should bring back bullying because it, it happened to me and i'm better for it so take me as a prime example of bullying working i don't think i'm i don't think i'm better for my bullying i'm glad you think you are i i definitely am better for my do you want to hear wait do you want to hear a story about my bully experience yes i do basically this girl bullied the shit out of me in middle school and like was awful we're not gonna get into it but she was this girl oh. bullied the shit out of all of us in middle in school. In middle school. Trust you me. know her, okay? <laughs> Everyone knows her. Yeah. Whatever. So I'm, she's from Boston, okay? From Boston. And you know what? I don't even care if I'm like identifying her by explaining her story. She knows exactly who she so is. So fair. But she's from Boston, went to school on the East Coast for like a semester, and then I think she dropped out or something. And then like lived back home in our hometown, okay? And I'm like, great. I'm never going to have to see this girl ever again. Right. Love it. I'm at the Victorian. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> and which for those of you not from L.A. is like a bar in L.A. That's like a very like basic white girl bar mm-hmm. that I adored frequent frequently. <laughs> but I'm at the Victorian. I'm going to the bathroom and this girl bumps into me and I'm like, like, OK, whatever, like a little frazzled. We look at each other. It's the girl from middle school. And. We look, and you know how, like, when you see people from, like, high school or, like, someone random that you randomly know and you see them out and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, hi, how are you? Like, it's so good to see you. No, like, in this case, I think it, I would literally We looked at each other and we just go, what are you doing here? Oh, my like, God. <laughs> <laughs> like, the beef is you, not squashed. No. The hatchet is not buried. No. There are pistols and it's about to be a showdown. <laughs> no one, like. In the line, in the Victorian bathroom. <laughs> neither of us even pretended to be like excited to see the other one it was literally like what are you doing here and like no I'm I'm like I live here like obviously my entire identity is living in Los Angeles it has been for the past six years what the fuck are you doing here that's the real question and she's like I moved to West Hollywood no you fucking didn't you know what I hate you <laughs> she's like I live here now I live in West Hollywood I'm like no way and she's like yup I'm like okay and then I run to the bathroom and like, 
and that was it i haven't seen her since that's horrifying (laughs) (laughs) traumatizing i would have nightmares for weeks yeah it was pretty bad the girl slash girls that there's a few to choose from yeah exactly we've always been middle school (laughs) showed up in the victorian bathroom i really i really think that i would shit myself yeah I wouldn't even make it to the bathroom yeah, stall. It would just be, in it would just be on the ground in the line. <laughs> yeah, Security would be called for me. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe I'll bring her on and her and I can just bully each other. I think that's a great idea. That would be such a good Next episode. Guest, it would be a great episode. <laughs> I Write that down. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Honestly. Um, no, I don't want to be alone in a room with her. <laughs> yeah, I think there might be bloodshed. If that exactly. Happened. Exactly. <laughs> That would be, I mean, she lives here now, so it'd be convenient. Mm. Um, we could book a studio in West Hollywood. Mm, we could go to the Abbey after. <laughs> oh, no. Um, okay, well, hi, Natalie. Welcome. Hey. Welcome to Thanks Definitely Not so Funny. Thanks so much for having me, Jackie. I'm so excited to have you. Loved that little intro. I thought that was fun was and cute. exciting. So, for... For those of you who don't know her, which which, you sh- which would be surprising because she's an international pop star. Exactly. Yeah, look her up on TikTok. She's huge on TikTok and just like for sure. Look, actually, just look her up on the Billboard Hot 100. You'll I'm see. I'm all 100 spots. Yeah. No, no, no. You're okay, all those not- names. I know it looks different, but all of them are me. Trust me. You know. Well, you you go you use aliases yeah. because otherwise it would be a monopoly. Exactly. If you were all of them. No, I'm just playing I'm playing gaming the whole system right now. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, and I can, you know, change my race and gender and voice on, on command. It's, she does a great Drake. It's, and, it's, yeah. it's impressive. <laughs> it's really well done. Um, but no, for those of you who don't know Natalie, my I was thinking about this. My way of describing you is you are the aerospace engineer that works at Barbie. Ed. It's true. These are both facts about <laughs> exactly me. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly true. And I think it's so cool. And it gives you such an edge. I would say the way, like, I think now this is the opposite of a bullying, com- bullying podcast. It's now okay. just a compliment. Podcast. You can shower me in compliments too, if you want. <laughs> Bully me. Shower. Then I'll I'm bully so you easy. afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, I just think you have such a unique way of kind of going about life and like, very much like defining like you feel like in my mind oh, sorry i can't speak sentences That's okay. you're like the definition of you just make me nervous um it's all of your billboard Jackie, 100 hits um it's just because you're a celebrity um <laughs> you're just like you're so good at like doing things your own way not really caring what other people think and kind of living your little truth and i Thank love you. that i i appreciate that because i do feel like sometimes i do not fit into the status quo of a traditional 22 year old like white bitch in LA yeah for, for I mean I definitely have some of the characteristics I do have an Air One membership and I do <laughs> I do go to SoulCycle a lot every day like every day <laughs> um but other than that I definitely don't choose to spend my time in in the ways that a lot of 22 year old girls do which is partying and drinking all the time and um I am one of those people who turned both, or actually, I turned 20, 20, 21, and 22, all in the pandemic. Oh, look at that. Yeah, so my (laughs) my entire 20s 20s. has been in the pandemic, (laughs) in the pandemic Lovato. Um, (laughs) I like that. I'm going to start using that. (laughs) And um, so as a result, I, like, I didn't have the trial by fire of like jumping into the bar and club scene that yep. most people have when they turn 2021 20, um 
and for good cause i think i'm like not to be like grateful for the pandemic because um it's been terrible yes (laughs) but in a way i am kind of glad that it happened personally because it gave me a lot of time to reflect on the way that i was living my life the relationships that i had the direction i was going and really like sit with it and reevaluate what it is that i actually wanted to do and how i actually wanted to spend my time and who i wanted to spend it with Um, and I think I definitely came out the other side much better for it, more grounded, more connected with myself, um, and more sure of my path and what's important to me. So thank you, Pandemi Lovato, for (laughs) for teaching me so much about the way that I want to live my life. (laughs) I love that. No, I would say kind of going off what you said, like the way I described you is like, you're very gender norm passing, if that makes sense. It's like true. you know how like people can be like straight passing or mm-hmm. whatever. You're very gender norm passing, and which is hilarious because when you get to know me, <gasps> I am five year old boy. Yeah, well, this is what I was gonna <laughs> say. Literally, like I just remember so Natalie and I we were roommates for a summer, and I remember like you would, when you like brought home, you went to a party, brought home the hottest guy I have like ever seen (laughs) and presented to him your bed covered in Pokemon stuffed animals like (laughs) like that my collection is still growing I have like 21 of them it's amazing and I I buy them for myself as a treat because they're they're like 11 dollars on the Pokemon website and it's like I justify it by saying, you know, it's two coffees and it's going to make me happy. I'm going to forget that I bought it. And then when it shows up in four days, I'm going to be, be so stoked. excited. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I've made a habit of doing that when I'm having like a bad week. I'm like, I'm, oh, I love I'm that. doing it. A little <laughs> I'll buy two more. <laughs> my collection, my army has grown. <laughs> Your army to defeat men. Yes. <laughs> Come over. You my have the army Pokemon. <laughs> I just have one Pokemon. Is this little boy. Yes. And so. just like any other Pokemon, Z can only say his own name. Yeah. <laughs> in English. <laughs> I have this theory that like Zeke speaks some language and it's not going to be unlocked until someone like addresses him in that mm. language. So like until someone like speaks to him in Mandarin, once they do, he's going to respond in a full sentence in Mandarin and he's going to be like, why didn't you just fucking talk to me like this the whole time? And I would have yeah. understood what you were trying to say. So well, that's a really great metaphor for how we should always pay attention to the subject that we're trying to talk to and speak to them the way that they want to be spoken to. I like that. I, I like where you're going with yeah, this. Good theory. I like good that. Th- <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? It so, would. Yeah. Look at that fist bump. Yeah, but I'm pretty insensitive because I don't talk to Zeke the way he wants to be spoken to. You know what? I think he speaks Portuguese. I think we should normalize bullying. <laughs> <laughs> we could just bully Zeke the whole time. Yep. Okay, well, so I wanted to, going back to kind of like the gender norm, stereotypes, whatever. Um, I left my questions over there, so I'm doing this off the top of my head. That's okay. We're going to make it work. Pretty impressive. <laughs> hey, I don't say so my if I do say so myself Mm -hmm. um but I want to kind of like go back to when you because you have interests like Pokemon and airplanes and everything like Mm -hmm. that when you were a kid girls are usually given girl toys and boys are usually given boy toys Mm -hmm. and then even I remember like when I was a kid if I started playing with the boy toys I would get bullied for playing with the boy toys rude so how did you as a child like 
kind of stick with the boy toys. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not like a boy toy, boy toy. Like and a I feel boy like toy. <laughs> the answer is that I didn't. I just kind of played with it all. Um, my parents were really cool, which is strange because, hi, mom and dad, if you're listening, um, <laughs> you know for a fact that you're not the most progressive people. Um, <laughs> and I am very impressed with the fact that they made a conscious decision when they were raising me when I was born to not dress me in traditional feminine colors or masculine colors I was like given yellow and navy blue it wasn't like baby blue for a boy and pink and whatever um they kind of wanted me to like choose my own adventure which was really cool and I was kind of just given the opportunity to play with whatever I felt like I wanted to and my biggest toy as a child was definitely stuffed animals I I've always been an animal lover and had a lot of stuffed animals and wanted to be a vet for longer than most kids have the I want to be a vet yeah, phase. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I would just like play pretend with my stuffed animals and play play vet with them. Um, but I also loved like Thomas the Tank. And then when I turned five and like <laughs> the social norms of being five and a girl started to kick in, I was like, I think I need pink. Yep. So then I started asking for princess things and like... Uh, like kitchen play set and started playing with Barbies and My Little Ponies. My Little Ponies came to me naturally because it was still an animal, but it was just like fun colors. And I I respect that about them. Um, But yeah, I just kind of, I played with it all. I had Hot Wheels, I had, and I had a little brother, so he kind of helped integrate more of the boy toys. I had a small like Bakugan and Beyblade phase because I was young enough to like play I, it with him. I was into Bakugan too because I <laughs> it thought was it was fun. so cool that they were like mm-hmm. little balls and then they were like, <laughs> I love so that. So true. It <laughs> was so cool. <laughs> it was really fun. Um, and my Pokemon phase has still not ended. Uh, and that was started by, um, I was... I was friends with a lot of boys when I was little. I like, I don't know. I gravitated towards boys when I was younger because they were like fun and wanted to like play and girls didn't sometimes. Yeah, yeah. no, I get that. <laughs> um, and they all loved Pokemon. So I started, of course, playing Pokemon just like uh, now I'm really into Formula One because all of the boys in my engineering lab were really into Formula One. And I was like, well, I have to know what's going on. Yeah, I can't, can't be, be the like, one girl that's girl, out of the loop. Yeah. Of course yeah. not. And now I'm I'm more religious about it than they are probably. <laughs> now you're obsessed with it. <laughs> Same with Pokemon, me growing my fucking army of stuffed animals. <laughs> and I've literally played it today before I came here. <laughs> like I have I have like all of the newest games. I bought a Switch just to keep up. Like, oh, that's fantastic. I love it. I play Animal um, Crossing on my Switch. Yes. It's special. We love the Switch. The Switch is a great device. I know. But yeah, I I really just played with it all and I think I've stayed true to that. I'm I'm gender norm passing because I do, in a way, fit into a lot of those gender norms. I am, like, traditionally feminine. Yeah. If you're watching on camera, I'm wearing pink eyeliner and a pink shirt. <laughs> like, I'm by no means, like, I've never questioned my gender um, or my gender presentation or anything like that. I've, I just have little boy interests yeah yeah and not to say i'm interested in little boys do not get me (laughs) twisted there i just like the things that little boys like okay 
If I just do edit not this whole come thing, and I cut it, I cut it. So it's just like I like little boys. <laughs> little boys are my favorite to play with. Jackie, has <laughs> I just cut out the word toy. <laughs> so much on me. I better not get on Jackie's bad side. I'm bullying you. <laughs> <laughs> bullying me to the police, to the FBI. It's called reporting you. <laughs> just, it's like super bullying. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that's so bad. Okay, so then. I kind of want to go into like high school and college, your interest in STEM, mm-hmm. being a woman in STEM. Famously, this past week, I've been a woman in STEM because I've been mm. dealing with technology issues with my hard drive. Um, it's very challenging being a woman in STEM from my experience. Computer queen. <laughs> I, am a, I am an IT specialist. Thank you. Just kidding. I actually broke everything. Um, but like, what has been your experience kind of getting getting into that and then being in a lot of your courses, like being Mm. the only girl in your classes and dealing with the criticism. My only experience that I can like (laughs) relate to, I guess with this is when I was in high school, I took wood shop because I like Mm. thought it would be so cool to be able to make things. And I was the only girl in my wood shop class and I got so much like crap for it. Like people didn't want to be in my group, like whatever. And that was like when I was like in high school. So I'm so curious what it was like kind of, for you in college with all your courses and wanting to do it professionally and everything? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, And I would say the roots of everything really just go all the way, all the way back. Um, Because I was always interested in like animals and trains and like how things worked. And I loved the show, How It's Made. That was like my shit. And I loved Animal Planet. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just always was into like sciencey things. And I went to a Montessori school when I was in kindergarten through third grade. And at that school, if you're not familiar with the Montessori method, it's very, very small classrooms with mixed grades. And the teachers can really pay special attention to the students. Um, So you think you're special? Yeah, I'm very special. (laughs) (laughs) And in these classes, you would have like half a day of programmed activities where you'd like do math with the teacher for an hour and then do like typing lessons and then do reading and reading comprehension for an hour with the teacher. And then you'd have recess and gym and then you'd come back and you had the whole rest of the day to do whatever you wanted in the classroom. And... I don't think that that would work for everyone. Like, didn't work for my brother. He wasn't really, like, into exploring academically, which is totally fine. It just isn't for everyone. But for me, who's someone who's just genuinely, naturally, innately curious about everything, I thrived in there. And I just... I would like make maps and like paint paint watercolor maps of like random places, random countries and write research reports about different animals and write stories about animals going on adventures That's and stuff. So cool. <laughs> and I just loved to learn, which sounds really corny and nerdy, but it's true. I I just have always loved to learn. Um, and I carried that passion for learning with me throughout my whole life. And it, it, the only time it didn't really serve me was in middle school where it wasn't cool to like learning. (laughs) Oh my God. Ready for a callback I'm about to do right now. I, when I was in middle school, my seventh grade teacher kept trying to get me 
placed into honors math mm-hmm. and she's like you're gonna take honors math in eighth grade mm-hmm. and this girl my bully before she bullied me we were best friends and she told me that if I went if I got into honors math she wouldn't be my friend so I purposely Love. failed my math test <gasps> yes and then my teacher like pulled me back like that made girl me stay ruined after. the whole trajectory of your life no 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 because no, my teacher saved it okay, and good. I was like she's <laughs> such a bitch like what whatever and she was like I literally don't care what your scores are you're going to honors math because you are way too smart for this like I'm not wow. and I was like God no I don't want to be in honors math I don't want to I don't want to and she's like yeah you I do. don't really care because I submitted you for it <laughs> and I then the girl bullied me <laughs> you and know then I the Victorian you know what but you took honors math and she didn't exactly so if you were ever in a life and death situation with her and you had to complete your times tables in a race i could do it she would be dead there you go (laughs) exactly (laughs) um so i had similar experience where (laughs) i got very very lucky when i went to public school in fourth and fifth grade because my parents were like you're gonna be an antisocial loser freak if you don't learn how to socialize right now yeah because uh when i was in third grade what you're like nine or ten yeah um i was only friends with boys and i wore an arrowhead necklace and i wore under armor long basketball shorts and dry fit (laughs) t-shirts from the boys section in dick's sporting goods that's fantastic every day that was my uniform (laughs) And my parents were like, ooh, this is going to be a problem <laughs> if she doesn't have trial by if fire. she shows up in seventh grade like this, she's exactly. going to have a really tough time. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was thrust into fourth and fifth grade in public school. And I was still like, okay, then because a lot of kids were still in their tomboy phases. But it did get beaten out of me slowly. Yeah. <laughs> and... I got very lucky with my teachers in fourth and fifth grade. Um, shout out Mrs. Stadelman and Mr. Phillips, best teachers I've ever had to this day. Um, they really saw something in me and they like would send me out in the hallway with advanced math packets um, because they didn't want to, you know, Hold teach you me something. Yeah. I'd already know they wanted me to excel if I had the capacity to do it. And I think that's really awesome. And I am very grateful to them for doing that. Um, And then in sixth grade, I took a test and placed out of sixth grade math. And I started taking math with seventh graders. Um, And that was like fine. They didn't really say anything to me because I think they were just like weirded out that a sixth grader was in their class. And just like weird smart girl. Yeah, they were just like whatever. (laughs) And then also during (laughs) during that year, um, my vision started to go and I had to get glasses and it was so bad I was in seventh grade math and I was a sixth grader and this was a pattern that would continue by the way um (laughs) of not being able to see in math class oh my god did you get glasses though I got glasses finally um and but I was like so embarrassed and shy to be like the sixth grader in the seventh grade class like having imposter syndrome not feeling like I belonged there that like I couldn't see the board and the teacher would talk really fast. So I just wouldn't write down the homework and then I would like miss it. And I was doing really badly in math class, not because I was stupid, but because I couldn't see and I like what couldn't record anything because I was embarrassed. I didn't want to tell the teacher that I couldn't see. Um, But finally that all got resolved because I told my mom and she was like, you need to talk to your teacher and tell her to move you up in the classroom. And I was like, okay. And then I did. And she was like, you're so stupid. And I was like, you know, okay, (laughs) yes, (laughs) ma'am. Sorry. Um, (laughs) 
but after that everything got better i started doing better in math and yeah well okay so throughout middle school i definitely got flack less from the kids i was actually in math class with and more from the kids that were in my actual grade that weren't in the grade above math classes um who just like kind of shat on me for being smart and weren't really didn't think it was cool weren't about it and I also like wasn't cool because I went to yeah. Montessori school and like spent <laughs> all this time researching animals and no time talking to other human beings yeah. and then you know I didn't really know how to like be funny or pick up on social cues or and I didn't have the same interests this is around the time that girls started getting boy crazy and I just that wasn't yeah. that wasn't hitting me yet yeah um it still hasn't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic um, honestly good for you <laughs> gives you so much more like free time and brain space i have so much free time jackie it's yeah. unbelievable <laughs> and i love it i i love all I'm my jealous. free time um and yeah so all these girls were just like so passionate about getting a boyfriend and yeah. like wearing the right lululemon headband and i was just like <laughs> you're, you're I like, got I my can't see the board. sporting goods basketball shorts I can't see and I'm not funny so this is good <laughs> we're in a good spot I'm super boring <laughs> um second story of not being able to see in math class though was um just kind of a tangent when I got to eighth grade and I was taking ninth grade math we had the middle school and high school were across the street from each other. Yeah. So I'd have to walk across the street to the high school for math. And that was worse because then I was a middle schooler walking around in high school and not just like a seventh grader going into the eighth grade classroom in the same building. Then it was big time intimidating because I had to be like buzzed into the high school and Damn. all of this shit. And one day. And did you have to like get there on time? Yeah. It was like <laughs> same, same passing periods and everything. Like, 10 minutes was this at andover this was in um in the public schools in middle school okay so when i was in eighth grade i walked across the street to duxbury high school to take math class yep and duxbury is a suburb of boston if you were not aware we're um, both <laughs> from suburbs outside boston yeah. we also we played just on have the same club vibe, lacrosse team which we could get into later yes and we <laughs> didn't know each other until natalie arrived at usc i decided That's to okay. apply to boarding school um in eighth grade because i had no friends and i wasn't being challenged in school as much as i would have liked and no one really got me it wasn't cool to be smart and yeah. if you weren't like go 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 100 percent lacrosse mode all the time in duxbury yeah. you were you weren't shit yeah um they didn't care if you were good at anything else like i played the violin and i did theater no one gave one fuck about that <laughs> um, they did not give a fuck they just wanted you to be good at sports and that yep. was it and i played sports i was fine at it my dad was my basketball coach for many years and you know i had good sports experiences sure but it just never was really my thing yep um my thing was being good at school and liking yeah. learning and so i wanted to go to a boarding school where i would find more like-minded people that felt the same way and wanted to be excited about math <laughs> and yeah. so i applied to boarding school i went to andover which is a boarding school did you board mm -hmm. i lived there oh, for all four that. years oh wow it was great it was great and horrible all at once yes. um i i'm glad that i'm not still there yeah and it was it felt like it would never end while i was in it <laughs> 
Um, but I am very glad that I went because I truly did make some of the best friends ever. They'll be at my wedding. I'll be holding their hand when they Are you die in married? hospice. Like, yes, <laughs> to my to myself. <laughs> You're not gonna have a wedding. But you know, <laughs> for sure they'll be there. No, I'm gonna die alone. Yeah, Except no. for they'll they'll be there with their husbands. Yeah, exactly. So, You'll have all your Pokemon. Right. <laughs> and now this is me bullying you. <laughs> I'll die alone, but surrounded by oh, 21 of my Pokemon and my closest friends from boarding school exactly. who thought it was cool to be smart <laughs> um, so yeah I went to boarding school it was great I um there I actually was really able to push myself beyond my perceived limits I did not know what academic challenge was like until I went there and boarding school made college seem easy <laughs> dude honestly not even like I didn't even go to boarding school and I just felt like high school made college seem easy. Yeah. So like, I don't know if that means like USC was just easy or like, I don't know, man. Our, well, here was my thing. I thought high school was just like, it was the concentration of like work that you had to do yeah. was so high. So the actual work itself was easier, but just the, um, the turnaround sheer amount crazy. and the turnaround time and the like expectation for all the other things you were supposed to do outside mm-hmm. of class yep was insane yeah and at Andover we were required to play sport every term we had trimester so we had to play sport every term and you were also like it was unspoken unspokenly expected for you to be in as many extracurriculars as possible and get leadership roles in those extracurriculars as fast as possible because at a school like that where everybody is exceptional you are competing with your whole class when yeah. it comes time for college for, applications. For the, like, and some people are hard as fuck. So you have to yeah. be ready to go. And you're competing for like seven schools. Mm-hmm. I feel like if you didn't go to yeah. one of these top schools, like it would have been so hard. Yeah. Right. So it was, um, there definitely was a lot of pressure, very much a pressure cooker environment. I did well on paper, but it definitely did a number on my mental health while I was there. Um, but there, you made I, it out. You made it out. Yeah, I was able to like unbridledly explore all of my sciencey passions. I took AP Chemistry, and I took, I went all the way through multivariable calculus and linear algebra in high school. Jesus. Um, didn't get college credit for it though because they taught it at my high school, which was really annoying. So I had to take it so again you had, in you college. <laughs> um, but it was okay because I it was did like review, well? and I yeah. I just. I did the bare minimum and just got through it. That's good. Yeah. High school. I felt like I, I think because everybody was used to not being accepted for being smart, that there wasn't as much like bullying (laughs) or, um, criticism for being in advanced classes. In fact, it was like encouraged and like, it was cool if you were in those classes. Um, but then college, I, chose to become an aerospace engineering major because I was like I'm good at physics and I like space and I'll be fine at this for four years and then if I don't want to do it after then that degree can kind of take me wherever literally wherever Um, it's also good for your brand exactly like it gives you such an edge (laughs) I love being able to walk around and say yeah I'm a rocket scientist you are and I am it's true which is pretty good yeah good and um yeah I chose to do that and I got to rolled up to day one of 
AME 105 Introduction to Aerospace Engineering for Freshmen. And there were 40 people in the class. Five of them were girls, including me. And three of the other girls said no words. The whole year, still don't know what their voices sound like. They don't speak. Oh, my gosh. Because they're, I think, just, like, the kind of people who are wicked smart, but they just are not participatory people yeah. they're engineers yeah. hardcore yeah um but i kind of came out of my social shell in high school because i was able to actually find people that i got along with and yeah while i'm certainly an introvert to the max i am still social and i like hanging out with people and yeah, having highly. conversations um and i just really struggled for the first year or so to like find my people in engineering Um, It was also hard because all my friends in high school were girls and suddenly I'm in a place where I'm surrounded by like only men and I lived in floor tower which is like a suite style dorm not the main dorm where everyone like hangs out and is social at USC and I had you know my suite mates and we lived across from the baseball team which was hilarious (laughs) and a train wreck. Yep yep I believe that. (laughs) But I, besides them, I had no access to like any girls at all. Yeah. And I never wanted to rush. I was like, oh, sorority life is just so knocking to me for me. Like, I'm not that kind of girl. You rushed as a sophomore? I rushed as a freshman, oh, but the for some semester? reason, yeah, they, they changed that the rules the one my, my first semesters. year. Yeah. yeah. And, and you had to have a USC GPA before you rushed. Yes. So I rushed spring semester of my freshman year, and Jackie rushed me. Yes, I did. It was Theta. so special. It was so special. Theta dropped out. me, but it's okay because I'm and still I sitting here on Jackie's couch. cried and screamed at our <laughs> rush chair. <laughs> she was like, you need to relax. You can still be friends with this girl. I'm like, no, I can't. Well, it all worked out just fine because um, all of the girls that I talked to in Theta that made me want to be in Theta, I'm still friends with now. Exactly. It's chill. It's whatever. And that's why rush doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, And I did. I joined a sorority and I fully embraced the sorority life for my second half of freshman year and my sophomore year. And then COVID happened. And it happened at a great time because (laughs) I. Pandemi Lovato. (laughs) Pandemi Lovato struck at just the right moment for your girl because my because I went to boarding school and the rules were very strict and I was very passionate about my academics and my future. Um, I was not willing to compromise on, I, I followed the rules to a T. Yeah. Um, except for one small infraction where I was I doing my physics homework in my boyfriend's room oh. and the house counselor walked in <laughs> and he got really mad cause I wasn't allowed. Oh my God. And, um, I got like a letter of censure written to my school? parents in high school. Yeah. Oh no. And, um, when I got home for spring break that year, they had the like school rule book open to the page about <gasps> being in someone of the opposite sex's room. And I was like, thanks, mom and dad. Oh, I needed this lesson so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Irritating. Um, oh my God. <laughs> but that's the only rule that I ever broke while I was at school. I, d- I had never had a sip of alcohol until after I graduated from high school. And wow. Um, I drank for the first time with my high school friends because I was like I can't go into college not knowing anything about this especially USC because I knew and my relationship with alcohol was fine for my freshman fall because I just didn't have access to like the big parties and stuff and like we were drinking for sure but um 
like I was getting the, like I was drinking. Yeah, like, yeah, I, like I was like don't worry, cool. I yeah. was drinking, bro. <laughs> I like knew people who like had fakes. I did like, like shots. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I totally like took them all the time. Anyways, <laughs> um, but at that time my tolerance was like kind of baller. I'm not gonna lie. Like it would, it would take me a while to get drunk, and I would not get hungover. I was just living life, um, and then the rest of my freshman year that that remained and then sophomore year i started getting horrendous hangovers like yeah so so bad um and my tolerance got really weird and i started having like blackout moments and it was terrifying because no i the whole half the reason i didn't drink in high school was the rules of course the other half was like oh i'm terrified of losing control of my body yeah 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 um and like things i say yeah and I had one too many instances of that happening. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? Because this is all these people do. I'm going to lose all of my sorority friends that yeah, I have made my whole network. That. And I have no engineering friends except for like a handful of people who I s- still hang out with some of them. <laughs> <laughs> Others, mm. not as much. <laughs> um, but yeah I was like freaking out because my sorority friends are like all I really had and I was like I'm gonna lose everyone because I my body can't do this anymore wow um and I don't like this and I don't want to be going out five nights a week I'm exhausted my engineering curriculum is getting very hard and I don't want to do this anymore and then um COVID hit I went home to get my tonsils out because I had a recurring strep, got recurring strep throat. Oh my God. (laughs) And I got my tonsils out on March 11th and then the world shut down on March 13th. Yep. Friday the 13th. Yep. And (laughs) I was on oxycodone and I was like, what's happening? And then suddenly I wasn't going back to school and I was like, sick. (laughs) (laughs) Love this movie. Yay. So then I'm stuck at home for three months with my um parents in massachusetts in the winter with nothing to do and i really like sat and reevaluated a lot of stuff and was like i don't like this i don't want to be part of this culture anymore and i don't like drinking i don't like how it makes me feel and then i got back to school that fall and still kind of like tried to force it a little bit but then after that i i've basically been essentially sober for like almost two years are you serious Mm -hmm. i had no idea yeah i just don't really i don't really drink it doesn't do good things for my body um and then i found out almost a year ago that i um couldn't have gluten so now i'm one of those la girls that's gluten free just like me (laughs) (laughs) so cute so fun and (laughs) a lot of alcohol has gluten in it and i was like oh that's why it was making me feel like shit yeah oh my god because i like whiskey and i would drink whiskey and then the next day i'd be like feel like i got hit by a bus yeah but it was just the gluten yeah (sighs) that's wild yeah well and alcohol isn't good for me either it's just never sat the best in my body but I feel like it's not great for anyone. But you famously drink now, so we we traded places. We really did trade places. So I actually want to ask you, though, about, like, if you're not drinking, like, what do... When you go out, do it's you go rare. out? It's rare. Okay. If you do, <laughs> what do you... Or, like, when you go to a dinner with friends or something yeah. and everyone's like, we're all going to get margaritas or something like that. 
what do you say to people i just say like i'll be the designated driver or i just tell them that i don't drink because um for a while i didn't just like you i i would I would not tell people that I didn't drink yeah, because I was scared of getting judged. Cause you do get treated differently. So I, differently. I feel you. Yeah. Um, people look at you weird and they're like, what's wrong and with they you? Act and I'm weird like, and then they don't want to be around you. Cause they're like worried you're judging them. And like, right. So sometimes yeah. I would say like, Oh, I have to be up early in the morning, which is usually true. Cause I am a morning person. I do wake yeah. up pretty early. Um, but I would just like make up an excuse of why I couldn't drink that night. Or I'd say like, I'm on antibiotics or something. Yeah. And like, can't would you drink. ever pretend? I never pretended because I'm a terrible liar. Yeah. <laughs> and I would like turn red immediately yeah. if I was lying for too long. Um, but now I just kind of like unabashedly tell people like, I don't drink. It's not really part of my my yeah. thing, my lifestyle. And it doesn't make me feel good. And that's why. Yeah. I don't want to sacrifice tomorrow for, good for three you. hours tonight. And have you <laughs> noticed like in terms of level of like fun and enjoyment going out is it like it used to be really fun to go out because you were drinking and now it's not fun because you're not drinking or like what's I think correlation there the alcohol definitely kept me out longer um just because that's how it works like Like, longer each night like, yeah, like mean, when like, I was drinking, I would life. be able to stay out longer yes, into yes, the night yes. because I, I was like go home so early. on a buzz or whatever and like trying to be with the crowd. Um, but if I'm being truly honest with myself, I don't think I really ever enjoyed the stuff yeah. that we were all up to in sorority life. Um, there were t- there were nights that were really fun, but most of the time it was like the same thing where we'd go to the same places with the same people and listen to the same music yeah. and just be drunk. And I was like, I don't have anything to fucking say to you. And I don't, I can't hear you anyway. Cause it's loud <laughs> as hell in here. I can't even talk to you. <laughs> exactly. Nope. Um, I that. And I'm just not like a surface level chit chatter kind of gal. Yeah. Um, and I have always still to this day through middle school and to now, I've just find it very hard to like, introduce myself to people and like have a really I'm like I'm all or nothing like my walls are up and they're down and I will like have a really deep conversation with someone and feel very close to them or they're like an acquaintance stranger and I don't know how to act around them at all yeah yep and you can't do them at all right and that was a skill that you needed to have (laughs) yeah in that because that's all it was events it was it was all like it was like remembering people's names exactly remembering little small things about them so you could ask them like oh my god wait how's it been living in xyz like yeah do you blah, 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 blah. oh my god and i would just get nervous because yeah. i was so used to people not liking me that i was like so, so I fe- funny I've, to me that people didn't like you i just felt so much pressure to be liked and especially because it felt so dire that i had this friend group outside of engineering because none of the engineering people spoke at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like were interested in doing like fun stuff yeah um that I just felt like this immense pressure to fit in in this culture and didn't really know how to operate in it at all and then the pandemic just kind of gave me an out and I was able to 
live a much quieter life and find communities elsewhere yeah um i mentioned that i go to soul cycle a lot i like i go a lot i worked you also there. worked there yeah, yeah i worked at the desk and got really close with the desk staff i'm friends with a bunch of them struck like it's just been like the best community outside of school um shout yeah. out to my soul cycle people if you're listening to Jackie's <laughs> podcast <laughs> i love that um but yeah i i've just had the pandemic gave me an out to like really find my place in other places like i there yeah. there wasn't really an option outside of greek life at usc for me i didn't feel like and um now i feel like i kind of like i'm settled into my more adult la life like i have a really close group of friends that um i got very lucky to make over summer 2020 when we were all like it was just like the only people yeah. that were there yeah. is the girls that we lived with and then there were some other girls who i would hang out with um at one of the frats that they were living in because they lease out those rooms for the summer um and i'm very very lucky that i found them i lived with them this year and you know i think they'll be friends for life and yeah, I don't really know how we started on this topic, but that's my whole life story. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how we got here either. But you know what? We made it. We made it through. Okay, completely completely separate note. Yes. But something that I think is really fascinating about you, that is exciting for me to hear about, you have synesthesia. Yeah, which I is do. so cool. So can you explain people what synesthesia is mm -hmm. like just as a broad term and then like what it is for you yeah so i actually wrote about my synesthesia in my usc application I, <laughs> I wrote about my woodworking class in my college application we're just hitting all Dude, the common app vibes we really today. are um, <laughs> so synesthesia is like a i don't know if it's like a syndrome or, or i guess you would call it a condition it it's not like a disease or whatever yeah. it's just like sometimes the wires in your brain get crossed where you experience two senses that are like con conjoined at the same time so like for example some people they see sound um so like they'll hear something and a, a, a specific color pattern will appear in their eyesight i don't know how okay. that works exactly um or other people will you know taste something and it evokes like a certain memory or you know smell has a really nostalgic element too like if you smell something you can probably smell color a lot of times it's someone associating a color with a certain experience um whether that's a smell or a sound or a taste for me um i have grapheme color synesthesia which is where my brain subconsciously associates every digit and every letter of the alphabet with a color, a very specific color. It's always been that way. That's so cool. And it was really funny because when I was a small child, um, I would get really frustrated at the limited selection of Expo markers because I wanted to write everything with the letters in the right in colors. The right colors. And there just weren't enough to make it happen. And it was very frustrating to me. And um, my teachers were like, you're so weird. And I was like, sorry. <laughs> I was trying to write them in their colors. Exactly. And yeah, so 
if you're curious what color i think your name is just hit me up yeah i'll let you know <laughs> it's kind of a fun game <laughs> so but can you explain it like so for example my name's jackie mm-hmm. nice to meet you <laughs> um, what colors are my name um well j is silver a okay. is pink k c and k are both blue but they're different shades c is light blue and k is dark blue and y is gray Wait, I love those. Yeah, colors. so it's like a, it's like a cute. Co- it's kind of goes with your look at that apartment mm-hmm. setup. I, I just knew. Yeah, and, and do the letters like is J always silver? Mm-hmm. Okay, and now when you say that, are you seeing like, are you like imagining, are you like imagining like my name written out, yeah. or are you just seeing it's the colors only in my mind's eye? Okay, so you're not hallucinating. I don't hallucinate. I don't actually see... Like, if I'm reading a book, the print's still black. But if I look at a word, I will know what colors it is in my head. Okay, yes. So it's like, right now, I can imagine a silver J. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what That's what see. pops up for me, yeah. <sighs> in Comic Sans font. <laughs> Are you serious? Not just for you. But <laughs> <laughs> that would be so rude if all of was Comic Sans. <laughs> now I'm bullying you exactly. in my mind's eye. You're like, yeah, now I'm Helvetica. This bitch is Comic Sans. you have some beat-ass, <laughs> whack-ass font. No, I, I so, think How did you figure out you had no. it? Because um, I feel like you would just assume. I read a book about it. It was <sighs> called A Mango-Shaped Space. And it was like this cute little book about this girl who saw. At like what age did you read this book? It was like nine or ten probably. Okay. Um, this girl had a cat. And whenever it purred, she would see like mango colored swirls in the sky yeah or like in her vision or whatever yeah and that's how i found out what it was i was like oh my god that's that's me because i went over all the different types in the book and there was a part about a kid wanting to write on the chalkboard in the right colors (gasps) for the right letters or numbers and i was like is this not normal and did anyone like so before that did you just think it was no idea yeah i thought it was normal and no one like thought it was weird no wow that's I guess so I didn't like tell anyone because I just thought well, it was right. Think I thought it was normal. Everyone, lo- mm-hmm. everyone sees things, which is so cool because it makes me think about what else, like people might be experiencing. Like yeah, your like, perception your of red, actually my blue, right? Yeah. Exactly, and we ha- we'll never know. Like there's no way to prove no it. because if you if your pink is my blue or vice versa, and you pick up a pink marker, you're gonna think I'm still gonna think it's pink, and you're gonna still think it's. We're pink, both going to think it's, it's pink, but we're going to have a different image of what it is. Yeah. I'm going to see your blue and you're going to see your pink. Yeah. Isn't no, that it wild? It totally trips me up. So, but it's so I think cool. about that all the time. <laughs> like, it's crazy. damn, we're really all built different. Exactly. Like your world right now could be the inversion of what I'm seeing. It's wild. Ah! I know. I like my version. I don't like the inverted version. Sorry, your version sucks. <laughs> <laughs> this would be super whack if it was inverted It's like right when now. you look at yourself in the mirror or the Snapchat selfie camera Dude. and you're like, I look so good. And then you look at yourself in the regular selfie camera where it flips the image and you're like, I'm the ugliest troll that's ever been born. That happened to <laughs> me when I'm like recording because when I, if I do Zoom ones, mm-hmm. It like records it like normal, and I'm like, and then it I flips look fantastic, it. and then it flips the recording, and I'm editing I'm like, it, and I'm like, <gasps> oh my god, I have to I'm disgusting. This whole thing. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's the shit. worst phenomenon ever. I wish that I could delude myself into thinking that the inverted version that I see is what everyone sees always. Yeah, even though like I'm sure 
that I'm still just as gorgeous, gorgeous and sexy as, as, yeah. as I think I am in the mirror. <laughs> but <laughs> it's it is so wild. different. No, it mm. trips me up. It's I crazy. Completely, completely agree with that. Oh, shoot. We're going to have to go. We've been going for a while. Yeah, I've been rambling. Dude, it's 710. I've been rambling like crazy. Natalie and I have a dinner date tonight. Yeah, sorry about it. You guys aren't important enough to keep this going. Exactly. I, Jackie gets an exclusive I, with I the got, rest. I got, a, I got a meet and greet behind <laughs> the scenes on her global tour. Okay, let me figure out. How does it feel to be sitting next to all 100 names on the Billboard Hot 100? It feels erotic. <laughs> That's how it feels. Um, okay, and then... All right. Lastly, I want to talk before we wrap up. Lastly, I want to talk about like you kind of what I mentioned in the beginning. You are always like I've been the type of person who's like, I know what I want to do mm-hmm. and I'm going to do it. Yeah. And I don't really care about what other people think. What advice would you give to someone who's like worried what other people are going to think or worried that if they do something, they're going to come across as weird? And like, how did you get past that feel that like anxiety surrounding that? Yeah, um, I think a lot of a lot of it is luck in the people that I was able to surround myself with because um, most all of the people that are in my life currently just wholeheartedly love and accept me for exactly who I am and all of my quirks and weirdness. Um, and I'm so grateful for that because that's definitely not the experience that I've always had. Yeah. Um, but I've also always been just really bad at being fake (laughs) and (laughs) have just kind of taken the brunt of whatever bullying I was going to receive um as a result of who I am because I'm just going to be who I am and that's that um I've tried to be someone I wasn't and it didn't work (laughs) and I love to learn and I learned my lesson there (laughs) um real quick yeah so I would just say um genuinely as corny as it sounds just be yourself be authentic if you like something good like that thing if you don't want to tell people about it that's fine you don't have to you don't owe anyone anything um let people in to the degree that you feel comfortable with and eventually you know you'll be able to find people who you're not afraid to share your true authentic self with and if they don't like it then fuck them like yeah you just have to be exactly who you are and you can't choose what you like really you can't i've tried to trust me i tried to stockholm syndrome myself into liking aerospace engineering for four years (laughs) and it didn't fucking work i work at barbie now okay (laughs) it didn't work i don't like it i'm not going back (laughs) whatever you you are still a rocket scientist exactly no one can take my degree away exactly you've always you will always have that exactly so amazing don't feel the egoic need to prove yourself either because I think that definitely was part of it for me with engineering like I knew that I could do it and I love proving people wrong yeah and um I was just like you know what this degree is gonna do good things for me and if I hate it I'll be out of it in four years and I never have to see it again but for now I am rocket scientist that I'm that is my brand we're doing this yep and I did it and I definitely came out on the other side with a degree, but I don't like it any shred <laughs> more than I did going into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you tried your best. I did. No. And I think, I think like one thing I'm, I feel like I saw this on Instagram and I might've sent it to you, but it was about like in high school, like so much of 
middle school. Um, so much of middle school and high school was like trying to pretend that you yeah. weren't passionate about anything. And it was like yeah. cool to not be It wasn't not cool be to anything. like things. Exactly. And then in college was sort of like, okay, now you can start being passionate about things. And then out of college, like you have to be passionate about things because that's the only way you get community. Like yeah, exactly. Fucking Lauren joined a kickball team. And that's how Queen. she like met her boyfriend and like has a social event every Legend. single night or whatever. Like I got really passionate about kickball, I guess. Like I love that. Isn't that fantastic? <laughs> I know. I'm like, and then here I am having FOMO from the kickball team. And I'm like, I don't need it. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> why am I like sad? I always got kickball? picked last. Exactly. I'm I have like, trauma. Exactly. I I'm can't like, subject I, myself to kickball but again. I really, I'm like, wait, I wish I was like into kickball. That would be fun. <laughs> no, so genuinely like find things you like and do them. Yeah. Don't you, and make time for them. That's yeah. the other thing. Like I know that it will feel so dire to be bogged down and like do the most and um always be achieving things for work and prove your proving yourself constantly, but that's going to burn you out so fast. You need to make time for the things that you enjoy doing. Whether that's just hanging out with friends and watching TV, that's fine. That's a thing I also enjoy and I make yeah. time to do. Um, or it's playing video games or it's reading a book or it's painting like whatever it is make time for it and do it and you will be happier for it I promise you I love that okay well I have one final question yes they ask everyone mm-hmm. and but you kind of answered it maybe but I don't know this answer was addressing everyone this next question is addressing yourself okay what advice would you give to your 16 year old self so, like she's hanging out here you got like two <laughs> sentences for her Um, I would give her very similar advice to the general advice I just gave because yes, she was trying to be herself, but she wasn't quite sure who she was. Um, I would say lean into all of the interests that you think you have and don't run away from them because you think they're weird or that you're going to get judged for them. Um, guys, I'm 22 and I still listen to My Chemical Romance every day, okay? Oh, I'm going to their concert in October and I'm stoked. <laughs> I'm, I have an extra ticket I bought Wait, two. I'll go with you. Do you want to go with me? I will totally go with you. I'll yes! start listening more now. I know a few, but I need more. Okay, well, Jackie and I are going to so go down. see We're going to My Chemical reunion tour in exactly. October. Uh, if you want to come, hit me up. No, I was like literally like a closeted emo kid. We like, I, love that. I, I became uncloseted when I dyed my hair blue. Um, okay. But, <laughs> <laughs> I dyed mine pink once. Love. Um, love yeah, that for us. I, I did have blue hair for a spell. It was cute. Um, but no, I would say um, to my 16-year-old self, just enjoy the things you enjoy and don't be scared to do it because that's what life is about. You're going to hate your life if you spend it doing stuff that isn't exactly what you like and you know yourself very well I know you know yourself very well and you're just running from it so just embrace it and just be yourself and love what you do and do what you love and that's it I love that well thank you Natalie this was super fun I rambled so much but it was was so fun fun. (laughs) I feel like we just started that's why I freaked out when I was like our dinner reservations in 15 minutes I'm like we have to we just started we had Go. We have gluten-free ravioli to eat. Waiting for us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is important. Okay. Well, thank you for coming. Thanks for and having me. I'll, I'll see you at dinner. Yeah. Just see kidding. You You're going to be there the whole... Th- see you Whatever. Right now. I'm going to stop. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. That. 
Did you laugh? I didn't. <laughs>